Yesterday, I got an email from someone named Dan who is in the middle of a Nighthawk emergency. Dan lives in Jackson, Wyoming, where he had hit a Nighthawk with his car. It fell, wings outstretched on the road. A vehicle was approaching from the opposite direction, but simply straddled it. So Dan turned around to check the poor thing out. It could not fly, but didn't seem to be wounded. So he brought it home and placed it in a safe, small enclosure. Not many rehabbers deal with nighthawks, and most of the ones that do handle only nestlings. This species is uniquely high-maintenance because in the wild, once young birds fledge and then for the rest of their lives, they can eat only flying insects on the wing, their huge gaping mouth ideal for scarfing down moths, mayflies, winged ants, and other flying insects. A nighthawk flies into the insects at such a fast speed that the bugs go down the opened throat without any effort at all. The nighthawk's vestigial tongue is just too tiny to get in the way. Its beak is tiny, too, and rather loosely attached to its huge mouth, so a nighthawk has no way of picking up food items, much less getting them to its throat to swallow. Rehab facilities are usually much too shorthanded to be able to devote the time and attention day after day to this kind of high-maintenance. Anyway, Dan in Wyoming had called the nearest rehab facility, which said they could just hold it for observation for a couple of days and then would have to have it euthanized. Dan googled Nighthawk Care and came upon a long blog post I'd written about it in 2012, which is why he emailed me. Because this is nesting season, Dan was concerned about more than just this one nighthawk being lost if it was taking care of dependent young. Knowing only the females feed the young, I asked him if this one was a male or a female and told him he could tell by what color the throat was. He said it was brown with some white on both sides. I focused on the brown and said it must be a female, but I should have realized that male nighthawks also have a brown throat. The white bib is not part of the upper throat area, and the center can be covered if it's not extending its neck. So the bird was probably a male, but both of us thinking it was a female made us both even more concerned about what to do. He said the bird seemed a lot more perky now. Sometimes it was spreading its wings on the bottom of its enclosure, but when I asked, he said it was holding them symmetrically, was not listing to one side, and both eyes seemed fine. Since the only realistic choices were to see if the bird could be released or to take it to the rehab center, he wondered if it would be worth driving back to the area where he'd hit it to let it go. It was 20 miles away, which meant a 40-mile round trip for nothing if the bird could not take off. But if the bird was okay, he wanted it to have a chance to find its nest easily again. He was worried because he wasn't sure of the exact spot, but said he could find it within five miles or so. I figured that would be plenty close enough for a bird that covers a lot of ground hunting in the sky. So that's what he did. 
Almost exactly an hour later, my phone rang again. Dan told me that when he let go of the bird, it fell on the ground, but he let it get its bearings and then prodded it gently a moment, and voila, it took off, circling higher and higher in the sky. I haven't rehabbed birds in over 20 years now. Many of the birds I took in were hopeless, and it grew more and more painful watching yet another one die from massive internal injuries after a cat attack or after suffering extensive neurological damage from lawn pesticides. It was thrilling to hear about a happy ending. Yes, this was just one nighthawk, not a population, and it won't even begin to reverse the downward trend the species has suffered in recent decades, and it certainly will not help with any other problems either. But Dan's going to such lengths to help this one bird made a huge difference in this one nighthawk's life and in the lives of its mate and young. And that is something worth celebrating. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.